Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. Happy Easter to you all. Hope you're enjoying the festive season, wherever you are in the world. Joining me all the way from Canrig in North Wales is Mr. David Pritchard. How's it going, mate? How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, a bit worse away, mate. <laughs> a bit worse away. But before we get into that, I had a good day. But you know what, mate? What, this is a, the, the question, the million dollar question. What's the biggest myth? Is it the Easter Buddy or is it Kiefer Moore, whether he's actually been to Canrig or not? Ah, uh, it's probably Kiefer Moore being uh, <laughs> from Canrig. <laughs> I think there's more evidence to back up uh, an Easter Bunny than <laughs> the top guy from, <laughs> from England. <laughs> well, who's complaining? There we go. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah, it's Easter. I might have overdone it yesterday. So, yeah, good Friday over here in New Zealand. You know what, mate? It's been a while since I had a drink. I might have a proper drink for a good month. So anyway, I went through some Heineken's in the in the fridge, and then I looked in the cupboard, and I had some World Cup 2019 uh, Heineken bottles. You know the ones where you had the different flags on them, and uh, I had a Namibia in a Wales, and they both expired back in 2019. I was going to ask that: How on earth were they, were they still going in 2022? I'm actually <laughs> drinking a nice Pilsner. And it's unpasteurized, so it has to stay in the fridge. And it only lasts like a month. It's called uh, Aloha Bala. Aloha Bala. Aloha from Bala. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I could do one of them, mate, because <laughs> three years ago, oh, gosh. <laughs> I was on the toilet all morning. <laughs> I'm not feeling my, at my best either. You, you can hear that. I, I've got a slight cough. So you've not caught it yet? I haven't had it at all. I've actually been in pretty close contact to people that have had it in the uh, in the in the Wales game against Belarus when we won five nil. I was out after the game with some of my friends, and two of them had it. I didn't know that at the time, but a couple of days afterwards, they were positive. And after a game, you've had a few pints. And what do men tend to do when they've had some drinks? They hug, don't they? And they jump on top of each other and. I don't know how I didn't get it, but there we go. I didn't. My poor dad, Big Mike. Shout out to Big Mike. Long time listener to the pod. Uh, he caught <laughs> he caught COVID in the day. It was his birthday yesterday. So that's not fun, is it? Having it on nah. your birthday. Is he okay? Nah. Well, dad's in sort of the the high risk category, so he's an endangered species. So it, well, he shouldn't really handle COVID that well. But he's still here. Two days later, so that's <laughs> when that's when he beats it. Because if my dad could beat COVID, anyone can. So, <laughs> do you know what? We're able to like take it lightly, but how lucky are we that we've a caught it? In your case, after having the jab, at least we're able to take it lightly, knowing that we've been boosted. Right. Speaking of boosted, I've been on a massive high for the last two weeks. Massive high. Nearly two weeks of the day since we've done a double or the doob over <laughs> over Cardiff. <laughs> Is that the first time you've ever done it then, Swansea beating Cardiff home and away in one season? It's the first time anyone's done it in the 110-year history of the derby. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I was a bit critical the last pod of Russell Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is probably the best time to apologise to him. I'm sorry. Martin ball works. <laughs> it really does. What made the difference to turn it into a 4-0 then, rather than scraping through 1-0 or something? You know what? Cardiff are just dreadful. They've been dreadful in both games. And the fact we've done a 7 0 on them in aggregate, uh, you know what? The, the Swans actually play quite well. They've only played well twice a season. They're happy to be in those two games. So, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll take that. If you're going to play well in two games of any season, it's against them a lot. 
I did feel a bit sorry for them <laughs> in the second half because, you know, we're just popping the ball back and forth. And, you know, we just look like scoring every time we're in their box, really. So very clinical. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, I do feel for them. Do you, you really? Know? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, like the Travelling Jacks. Yeah, they had a great time. I've got a few friends who are there and just seeing the videos and stuff was brilliant. And the banner uh, that the Swansea fans uh, brought to the ground was hilarious. So it said 110 years, one doob. So they spelled double wrong. So obviously from Blind and Mice. <laughs> Can't speak Welsh or English. So better than 4 0 away from home. Mm. I think it's our biggest win over them as well in the history of the of the derby. So wow. we've left it a bit too late for playoffs, unfortunately. But look, gives me Thanks a bit of hope. A little bit of hope now for next year. Whatever Martin Ball is, I'm I'm on board now. <laughs> I'm on board. You're gonna need a few players, like permanent players now, aren't you? Rather than like season long signings or it's been a good few years now for, for Swansea of just drifting and not being relegated almost. You look at the rest of the season and the fixtures we've got, you know, there's no reason why we can't finish in the top half of the table, which I think would be a huge success for this mm-hmm. team. Um, aside from the, the derby wins, you know, we have been awful this season. There's an interesting fact here. We actually won a game on a three o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. So, you know, that's the first time <laughs> we've done it all season. And the fact that Cardiff actually moved the kickoff to 3pm, you know, they deserved it, didn't they? So... <laughs> <laughs> ben Lock was so lucky that the game wasn't a Sky game. No one saw it on TV. There's quite a bit about where Cardiff and Swansea are that it wasn't on, on Sky. Nah, it's a sad they were happy one. for the three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's congested, isn't it? The, the team's going for a playoff. I can see like Blackburn, they, they've just lost and they, so they're, they're going back in the wrong direction. I thought they were shooing for a playoff at one point. They were. But they had that injury to um, Barrett and Diaz, which cost them. Mm. You know, it was interesting with that one. So he was injured for a while, yet the Chilean national team called him up for the, the recent qualifiers. I don't think he featured in either of them. So, you know, I would be happy if I was a Blackburn fan, knowing that, you know, he's been jetted off to the other side of the world for two games and even featuring. So, uh, but you know what, Forrest, Steve Cooper, I, I said it all along. They'll probably win the playoffs. And they are going to win the playoffs because that's just how football is. My money's on Luton. It'd be awesome if Luton arrived. You're talking quite a few years ago that they were they were in League Two. They were also they were... in the conference. I remember Luton. I I went there back in League One, so this is like 2007. Mm. I remember Kenilworth Road and changed then hasn't changed now. Kenilworth Road is literally the same. It's a shed. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be interesting to see that stadium in the Premiership. Yeah, Take it would be the Bloomfield Road from Blackpool. That was the last. <laughs> poor stadium to make it probably <laughs> maybe Bournemouth small but it's a nice stadium though they've got deducted a lot of points didn't they and they had that trouble with didn't their manager speak out against match fixing or something going back years and years and years now I, th- I thought he like he, he spoke up against allegations of match fixing if I rem- remember correctly and then they got into financial troubles anyway and they just whoosh, they dro- dropped down the leagues yeah. but it's nice to see back um, pushing for a Premier League spot anyway. It'll be interesting to have them there. Speaking of playoffs, so Forrest, so Brennan Johnson, you know, man on fire right now. Every time I seem to check Forrest's scores, he's always he's always on the score sheet. So. Well, my brother, who knows the Championship a lot better than me because his family's, uh, they go and see middles for every game. He says Brendan Johnson is the best player in the Championship. When he played for Wales, apart from that first few minutes against, was it Czech Republic? He looked, he looked on it, didn't he? He came on in the game against Austria as well and took the heat off with a, with a few runs, nearly scored. So hopefully 
we've got somebody on the rise there as well. Right, let's talk about the Austrian game. So, <laughs> first question is, did you get there on time? I did get there on time, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. I was touch and go because it, it was the end of the financial year. Anybody who's driven around the UK at the end of a financial year, you'll know that the roads are all being mended. So there's like traffic lights and um, diversions and so on. And I'll get to the story about the diversion later on. Um, so on the way down, I went over the mountains again. I drove down to a little town called uh, Machenchef, and then I drove genuinely over a little mountain and then got to Sanitlai, right in the middle of Wales, and then went over another mountain that got me to uh, Brecon, where the jazz festival used to be, and then it was on to, on to Cardiff. My foot was pretty close to the floor all through it, but I made it <laughs> as well. I even made it to see David Yuan play ah. his... Um, but I was in the toilet. I didn't get to see him, but I heard him. That's done the rounds on social media. Have you seen the, the views that video's had? Yeah. That I have. One. Oh, man, yeah. it's brilliant. You know what surprised me the most? Right? Okay, because we're both Welsh speakers, like, we obviously know the song. We've grown up for the song, right? But mm. also, I was quite surprised with the amount of people that haven't heard of David mm. Yuan, yet alone the bloody song. But <laughs> it's, it's great to see the, the support it has now. It's, like, it's been around for, what, 40 years, if not more? Yeah. But I've heard him speak uh, lately uh, about the song and the way it's been picked up by the Welsh team. Incidentally, there's another of his songs that, that was picked up lately by, do you know the, the programme on um, Netflix called The Crown? It's about the royal family. Yes. There was an episode about crowning um, Charles as Prince of Wales in 69 or something like that. And a lot of that episode, if you've seen it, is 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 in Welsh. Not a lot, lot of it, but like quite a few scenes are in Welsh. So they used one of his songs as the end title there because it was about Prince Charles. So in a way, this is what it's the second song that's been used for another purpose from what it was written for. The songs about Wales are still here, than um, even though people have tried to conquer us and try to get rid of a, of a language and so on and so on. Oh, it's still here. And I think in, well, I know in, in Welsh, it, it doesn't really mean that. It means that the Welsh football team of the country's still there, not necessarily the language. But I heard him t- speak lately on the radio and he loves that. He really doesn't mind. It doesn't really matter what it was originally um, written for. It obviously means something to a lot of people now. And it's been adopted as, as a, one of the Wales songs, isn't it? And it's an easy chorus to sing. It's just ring your mouth hit and you sing that over and over and over. So it's quite easy to pick up. Ah, and he was so emotional. But sometimes you, you see people like pretending to be emotional and like you, you could see the tears going down his cheeks and it was nice because he's, he's, he's probably in his sentence now and to get that second well, not even second, this extra career in a way because um, he's retired quite a few times. He's from a trio of quite well-known brothers. His uh, older brother, I think, he played um, uh, a character in Popola Cum, the Welsh soap opera. And his oh, other... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fatty uh, Lewis, was it? Or Twin Town? Anyway, right. <laughs> and is Alan Fred, who was a politician. Um, he's still with us. And he also wrote Come On Me Field, which is a Welsh sitcom. So, talented family. But they've all got three different names, haven't they? Yeah, they have... I... <laughs> I, I think they moved around because I think that I, I might be making this up, but I think their father was like a minister or something and they, they used to get moved around. So they even talk with a different accent. 
So yeah, but I think maybe where they were born has got something. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Or, uh, but, but they're probably all Jones, aren't they? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thought through really. Yeah. On that point, though, um, before the game, as soon as I saw him perform that and the crowd's reaction to it, I knew we were going to win. You know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, Manchester Preachers, Design for Life, just before the Italian game back in 2000, what was it, 2001? Like, you just knew that this could be our day. It's the same with, like, Max Spice and Tom Jones singing uh, Bread of Heaven at Wembley. <laughs> Do you mean? Like, you just know you're going to win. Sometimes it can go against you. Not more yeah. often than not, it doesn't, but. Yeah. Like, in that first five minutes, Austria hit the bar, didn't they? And if that had gone in, the atmosphere would have gone you just know it would have gone because everybody would have been on the high and then whooshed back down. And I've actually been reading a few like Austrian newspapers just to see like the gist of what they've got to say about it. And they and they they're going after that as well as it happened. They're going after the atmosphere and pointing out as well that Wales don't tend to lose at home, even like going back years now. Um, but had that goal gone in, um, Austria just they managed to get the ball moving like through the centre mm. of the of midfield and they were running towards goal and they hit the crossbar, thank goodness. Um, but had that gone in, I, I dread to think what would have happened to the atmosphere because it went a little bit quiet when that happened for a few minutes and then it picked up. You know what I'm going to blame for that was the minute silence after the national anthem. So for me, um, this is how I compare it to my Kiwi friends. So the Welsh anthem in terms of football it's the equivalent to the hacker in rugby mm. for the All Blacks. When you have that you know, rousing anthem, right, and then you do a minute silence, it just kills the well, kills all the adrenaline on the Welsh players for like a minute or two. Mm. That's why I won't surprise Austria had a good start because mm. that minute silence just killed it. In future, if yeah. we're going to have to do a minute silence before the, the final, do it before the anthems at least. Do you know? I, I can I can go with that actually. It would make a difference because you'd keep the, the whole thing going because the Welsh anthem. It's 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 quite modern. It's been it, it's not it's not that old. It was written by I think Evan James and and James James his son, and it's yeah. been written go up like it goes up like three times um, up to a crescendo and comes back down and up again and it finishes on a finishes on a really high crescendo. So it's been designed to rouse people. So it does work. The verses that we sing they're not really about the country itself. They're about bards and language and um, being a, a, thinking about the Ukraine is not very nice but being willing to, to to bleed for your country so yeah, it's it's not having a go at anybody else the thing is mate, I'm surprised it doesn't include Gareth Bale in it yet because he deserves to be on there <laughs> that's a, a fourth first for it <laughs> you know what <laughs> by the time he retires they need to name a city after Gareth Bale or at least the bridge change that bloody seventh bridge yeah or a golf course or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, the Celtic Manor. I'm not sure how how much um, European like sports media you get in New Zealand, but before the game, there was well during the game you might have seen Gareth Bale. He scored a fantastic, fantastic free kick, like vintage Gareth Bale free kick to make it one 0 And he ran to a camera and he shouted right into the lens, "Suck that!" And that was in direct reference. It's like a cartoon that had been printed in Marsa the Spanish newspaper, um, uh, calling him basically like a, like a leech that was sucking money out of, out of Real Madrid. Like a parasite, yeah. And it was an ugly cartoon, genuinely was an ugly cartoon. So and that was a nice way to just point out to them, I'm not all that bad, actually. 
Did I send you the video? My brother filmed it. I don't, I don't like, I don't film things, but my brother filmed it. He filmed Gareth Bale taking the free kick and then he stopped filming. He didn't get the cheering. <laughs> I could forgive him if he dropped the phone or the delirium, but I mean, if he just stopped it, then well, <laughs> you're going to have to find a new brother, mate. I, I've got three. I'll, I'll sit with somebody else. You know what, mate? That was the first free kick he scored for Wales since England in the yeah, Euros. Going back six years almost. Oh, yeah. And I told, told my brother just before I said, oh, it'd be nice if we had one for all time's sake. And then probably his best one for Wales ever. Technically, um, yeah. And where it was, well, top bins. Whereas the, the Joe Hart one, I mean, I would save that one. I remember a good one against... Oh, Israel. Sorry. Israel away. Cracking oh, kick, that one. Yeah, that one, yeah. There's mm-hmm. quite a few videos of that one on, on YouTube, the Israel one. Yeah. No, that's good, mate. But, um, yeah, so we're up 2-0. Yeah, pretty comfortable. Mm. Dan James. Oh, gosh. He was dreadful. I, he missed so many chances. And, like, three of them, they were basically one-on-ones when he was running with the ball towards the goal and just couldn't finish them. And you could see his body language. It was just getting a bit more into himself and the shoulders are going down. And uh, he must be just overthinking it in the end instead of just running one, two, three, bang, because he was just mm. quick enough to do it. Had one of those gone in, we'd have been almost comfortable. But the game wasn't comfortable because we were missing that many chances. And of course, Austria did score. I think the goal was coming from Austria because if you watch the game, especially from quite high where we were, you could see that the ball was always going through the middle. Mm. And I remember on the podcast last time was on, I wanted Joe Morrell to win, uh, to play, sorry. And my brother, like he heard the podcast and he texted me and he said, yeah, he's, he's suspended, isn't he? He was annoyed that <laughs> I forgot. Anyway, so, I, Joe, I, have to fall, I have to fall my sword here. I, actually, I was actually texting you throughout the game. I said, we need Joe Morrell on. We need Joe Morrell on. <laughs> I was saying that after 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He was suspended. There we go. So, yeah. but I, I think Wales were missing either him or that type of player because all everything was coming through the middle. <laughs> um, we had like, we had Joe Allen from Stoke there to tidy like the the, the messy bits of play, and he, he he can tackle very well. And but the through balls they were going through mm. um, constantly. Can I remember what, what his name is? The blonde guy. I think he was twenty three on the back. He, he had such a good first half. Um, bit quiet in the second half, thank goodness. But that goal was coming. Unfortunately, it took a deflection as well to go in. Hint to offside in the build-up? It was. I think it was definitely offside. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm not 100% sure why they didn't take like the, the VAR back that much. Are they calling it two movements? I think it was definitely offside. If mm. you, not, like, not a lot offside, but it was offside. But I think... It, I think what they count, and this is where I don't like VAR for the offside one, because the, the assistant they let things go uh, 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 in the hope of sticking up the flag after the goal's gone in. But if that particular movement doesn't directly lead to a goal, yeah, then then the chance of defending it properly is gone, isn't it? Because Wales did Wales did fine there. They they just let him go offside, and the. So really, the chance, the second chance shouldn't have materialised no. because it should have yeah. like, away. It's like the equivalent of rugby. So let's say you've got 20 phases of play, yeah? And you you happen to knock on within the between one to 20 phases. That ain't a try. <laughs> you've knocked it yeah. on. <laughs> same as you're offside within the same minute. That's you know? the thing with football. 
phases who who decides what a phase is I, yeah. I don't know but um but I, from where I was sitting obviously I'm biased it really did look offside like as in the guy an outstretch he really did look as though he was a good leg like offside and so that was a bit of an annoyance the good thing was after that goal went in Wales did look a bit more comfortable then as in in the back yeah we did it, it was a pretty quiet ending after that so there was a bit few scrambles in the box but then again Wales had chances after that like half chances so all in all like looking back it was nerve-wracking but it was okay the thing is though like we don't have to talk about Dan James missing those, all those chances no, or exactly. they're offside yeah. because it didn't affect us in the end like for no. once in our history we've actually finished the job and mm. uh, we're in the final now yeah. and uh, yesterday morning we were finally given the date now for the final not sure if I'm yeah. more excited about that, mate, on my wedding date. But I mean, I was pretty excited anyway. You know, finally, we've got some conclusion to this. It's either Ukraine or Scotland now uh, on the 5th of yeah. June. I've just seen the kickoff time, mate. It looks like it's uh, is it a 2 p.m. kickoff on the Sunday. Oh, oh yes. I was, I was afraid you were going to say like half seven or eight. And then we'd have to drive back up by, by the Monday. Okay. A bit gutted though, because I was counting my chickens because I saw it's on the, um, a Sunday there, which means the Monday, which on the sixth of June here, it's Queen's birthday. <laughs> Quite ironic. Oh. So it's a bank holiday for us. I'm not sure where I'm going to watch the game, mate. Because I, I doubt there'll be any pubs open at one oh, on Monday be, morning. Oh, yeah. It's not going to start until one for you, is it? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it looks like Sunday will be a long afternoon sesh for me. I'm happy that it's on the weekend and that we're not going to have to rush back and. The drive after a game is, oh, it's awful. I'll tell you a story about my drive back up to North Wales after the game against Austria. After a game, you don't start back until about 10-ish, quarter past 10. So you're going in a convoy, so it's pretty safe. Somebody's going to be like slow at the front in the end. And there was about 20 cars at least going in a convoy, maybe a bit more. And we were going through mid-Wales and it's like small roads. What's nice about being in, in that type of convoy, you don't have to think that much. You just follow the car in front of you and you can chat with your, because my brother and his girlfriend were in the car with me. And then we got to Senitlis and I genuinely didn't realise this, but there was a sign in the road saying that the road was closed. Like the A470, the road back up to Carnarvon was closed. And we went about 10 miles up the road in the convoy and we were following a, like a huge coach. So we thought, oh, we're fine here. Yeah. And the road was closed and there were just lights. And, and this was about two in the morning. And just, no, not two, like one in the morning. And just loads of workers. And it was like lit up like a football pitch. So we all had to turn, make U-turns in the middle of this small road, including the coach, and go back. So we ended up actually driving genuinely over a mountain again to get back home. This was like, it was nearer to two by the, by the time we got down to Dolgesse from this mountain. And it's just insane that they would have done that on the day of a game. I think new people going back there. Uh, <laughs> things you go and watch football games. Ah, oh, mate. Makes it worthwhile, though, doesn't it? It really does. Oh. What was your feeling at the, the final whistle? Because I, I was pretty emotional over here, mate. I, I was in tears. It, at the game was relief, more to begin with. That fine with that 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 bit of it was done, and as well a bit of a bit of, a bit gutted that Brendan Johnson hadn't scored because he had a chance right at the end. But that's just being um, that's just being uh, picky. Uh, we were just like so 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 happy, just yeah. But also keeping the back of our minds, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't achieved anything. They haven't qualified. 
it was just a chance at qualifying in a way. Yeah. So that 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 was always there as well. We haven't mucked it up yet. <laughs> Come on, mate. It's a it's honestly it's a done deal for me. I, I I'm confident either way we'll beat Scotland and Ukraine. I'm really confident. Oh, I've been because I'm, I'm wearing a half shirt today. I've yeah. been wearing I've been quite a bit of Scottish football, and they're going to be better than we think they really are. Um, and if it's Ukraine, well, they're going to be playing for more than just themselves on the World Cup place. Yeah. So. The thing is, though, if we want to be at the, the the big stage, right, then if it's Ukraine at home, like the whole world media will be looking at us, and I think it's a good thing. It's going to be like that for the World Cup anyway. Yes. Yeah, every game will be magnified to the, the smallest detail, and I just think that regardless of who we play, I, we beat anyone, mate. It's based on our uh, yeah. record in, in the last five, six years. We should be beating them. I expect mm. to beat either of them. I, I, I would feel sorry for Ukraine, but for Scotland... We won't give two shits if we beat them. We should beat them because the fact that many times they've cheated us over the years. Uh, but as you say, we should. Like, where we are rankings, our record at home, again, which I'm so, so, so glad and thankful that we're having a home draw. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, um, but... last week uh, we had the draw. I think it was last week, wasn't it? The draw from mm-hmm. the World Cup yes. came out. And you know what, mate? It's been a long time since we were in the draw in the World Cup, but we're there. Do you know what the name Wales's name wasn't in there, was in it? It was like <laughs> European qualifier one or something. Ugh. Hey, the thing is though, so had Wales's playoff been played two weeks ago and yeah. we won that playoff, we would have been in pot three. Yeah. The interesting question would be who who would the group have been had we been there? I think it's impossible to say, isn't it? Because the whole dynamics would have been different. Yeah. I was surprised it went down pot one to two to three to four, which meant that being in pot four actually helped us because the chances of us getting a European team in either yes. pot one or pot two was very, very low. So um, yes. it worked out quite well in the end that Wales were in pot four. That's the first time I'm I'm thinking about that and it's obvious once you've said it. The chances of ending up with a very, a very strong European team was a lot less, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we missed... We not all... There was a lot less chance of us getting those... A, well, the pot one teams. We did get England, but yeah. Out of the pot A teams, mate, England was the one I wanted, so we got them. <laughs> I mean, everyone was going for Qatar, right? Everyone was, but I mean, yeah. second yeah. to that would have been England, I think, in terms of difficulty. And obviously, we just want to beat them. Like, that is mm. the one that you want. Um, I'm glad we avoided anywhere from pot two, you know, the likes of uh, Germany, uh, the Netherlands, oh, like there's yeah. some big hitters in pot two this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just grateful to England. And I think, you know, if we look at the draw, well, well, we'll do a preview in a later pod at a different time. But if we look at the group that we could potentially be in, England, um, USA, Iran, and us, like, I mean, I, I'd take that any day. Do you know, at the minute, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm genuinely not because we're not there yet. And at the minute, I'm not thinking of that as being Wales's group. It's just, it's England's group at the minute, or it's USA's group or Iran's group. I'm not, I'm not classifying. Oh, okay. Right, right. When, when we qualify, Dabs, how far do you think we'd fear then in that group? Honestly, I'm not going to, uh, I'm afraid of, of even thinking about it. Because Wales actually played the USA like a year, uh, a year and a half ago. And they were very, very good. They outplayed us. They really did our players. So, like comparing them to because we played Mexico around the same time, and well, that game was much more comfortable than the game against the USA. They played the ball well. They they moved it around so well. So, I think the USA is 
great team. I mean, I have to look at the squads, but I'm pretty sure Wales didn't play a full team against the USA. I know that no, wasn't their strongest mother. To be fair, no, no. Yeah, but it was it still was, a nil draw, wasn't it? So Yeah, it was like a, maybe second and a half string side. So, yeah, but they, they st- still could see that how they played it around. But we didn't really get near them at times. Yeah. So we'll we'll cross that bridge if we get Yeah, there. fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> hey, as soon as you qualify, I know you'd be buying that Panini sticker book. Uh-huh. You'd definitely be buying that. Also, well, oh, it'd be nice. Uh, anyway, but yeah, we just have, <laughs> I'd be so, so, so happy if we, if we qualified. We would be just thinking about like Bale's career. This yeah. is the one thing he wants more than anything now. So. Right, it's going to cost a bomb, like even if you go or not, because think of the shirts, right? I'm definitely getting home and away. I think I'll get mm-hmm. like a home, just, I'll never wear it. I'll just get a, a home shirt. Yeah, I'll just have one anyway that I'll never wear just to, for the sake of keeping it. And because mm. I know that'll, like, you know, that'll generate some money in the future for me, hopefully. Obviously, I'll buy heaps from China, some fake ones. You've got to snap up on those shirts straight away because the, you know, the experience I've had in JD Sports, they're not the best, are they, in terms of volume? Because do you remember back no. in 2016, particularly the away shirt for Wales, you know, the, uh, the lime charcoal color mm. shirt, the unlucky shirt, that sold out straight away. That was the one I did get the one with the with the like the V collar. I did get mm-hmm. that one like, the day he came out, I think. But the the latest ones they've got with the, with the yellow like sleeves, those sold out so quickly, and they didn't appear back in the shops. And you're talking months now. It wasn't like a matter of weeks. It was like three or four months, so, and over Christmas as well, they they didn't get them in. So because the contract isn't with Adidas, it's with JD. Yeah. So it's up to them when the stock comes in, and there's no competition. Unfortunately, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if we qualify, I'm looking forward to the new kits. See what we get. Yeah, you see uh, the women's kit? Yeah, I thought it was quite a nice kit. But then I've just seen, it's it's actually just a template, isn't it? It's the yeah. same on in Northern Ireland as well, just in different colour. It's, it's it's nice. I think the collar is too big. Like the collar's just... Ah, uh, yeah, like, it's a round collar, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's a round collar, but it's too thick. And it... it <laughs> It doesn't look like the collar, if you get the drift. It just looks like, I don't know, decoration. Yeah. Um, and and it's not round. It's so thick, it turns <laughs> like an oval. Um, <laughs> the weight of it pulls it down. Talk about counting chickens. I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that one in the, in the World Cup down here next year. Where are they with that now? Because they've, they've, they've lost a couple, haven't they? Like France. Uh, so they're gone. currently one point ahead of Slovenia. Um, and they've mm. got to play Slovenia and Greece, I think, in the last two games. So mm. both of whom could catch Wales in second place. So second team definitely get a playoff spot, which would be the, the highest that any Welsh woman side have ever finished in a World Cup qualifying campaign. So I expect them to finish second because they've been yeah. good enough to be second. Uh, France, very lucky. Have you watched both games? France yeah, I, I, were very lucky to scrape past Wales in both games. That's the it's the it's the same as 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 with the men, isn't it? You've got mm. it's just with Will Cup. If you're going to qualify, you're going to have to not just beat one of the very good sides, but you've you also you need somebody else to take maybe one game off them as well. So yeah, hopefully they'll qualify as well. It's to my shame that I don't know enough about the team. I actually had to text you to get the name of the captain last week, didn't I? <laughs> I forgot about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if anyone wants help for quizzes. Online quizzes. Um, I'm your man. Um, I, I do come with a fee. 
uh, a, a winning bonus fee as well. So I heard you won because of my help last week. Oh, we, oh, we did win. It's a <laughs> week, week, weekly quiz we do on um, on Radio Cymru, the uh, Welsh BBC radio station. And we, we do quite well. We got second place tonight, actually. But your help pushed us over last week because we were a player down. So I think we, we were allowed to count you in the team. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I always on quizzes, but I also watch The Chase a lot, like every day. <laughs> The chase is big here in New Zealand. Yeah, pretty much growing up on like TV shows, eh? Like game shows. Yeah, so my knowledge is just, yeah. It was a good question. Geraint Jones played cricket for England and which other country? So which other country did he play a game of cricket for? Oh, it's a good one. I don't know this, but I'm going to take a stab. Oh, is he like Zimbabwean or something? No. Or South African? Closer to home for you. Oh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Let's talk about some club football. So, uh, Mary United, so you, have you got Den Haag yet? For Ten Hag? That hasn't confirmed, but there's, uh, Ajax are playing in the, like the Dutch Cup on Sunday, I think, like the 17th. So, from what I understand, they're not going to even entertain rumours until after that. It looks as though it's a done deal with that with, the, with that one. Um, I think the like Feyenoord manager congratulated him in public um, yesterday. I'm also, sure he would. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of them. Well, less competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it looks as though it's going to be Eric Ten Hag joining Man United as the manager. Um, I, I I didn't know that much about him until that. This season, maybe the past few seasons, everybody knows that Ajax have been punching slightly above their weight in the Champions League. So it would be interesting to see what goes on there um, at Man United. I know you've got lo- listeners, like loads of listeners who follow Man United. Before they get anywhere near winning anything, even cups at the minute, I think, they're going to need a clear out because there's so many players there that they 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 don't they, they, it doesn't look as though they want to work hard for a manager and it's and it's not like four five six players we're talking about like like majority of that squad at the minute that need to go for, for for different reasons some of them because they're a bit old and some of them because their contract doesn't merit like their, their wages doesn't merit their role in the squad some of them don't work hard enough and it doesn't look as though they want to improve. Um, so I think there's a huge clear out that has to be done first. Because there's like the money that's been sent, spent to get Man United to this awful situation is astronomical. And um, yeah, that's been allowed to happen over so many, so many years. The situation, if you're going back to the situation with Jose Mourinho when he was there. And he was obviously not a good fit for Man United, just like personality-wise, it was a clash there. He's obviously he's a born winner in a way because he's done well, but he was, he was on the way down, wasn't he? And he does clash with people. And the minute they backed the players over Mourinho and sacked him midway through the season, the players, they understood that they were allowed to do that because they down tools for Solskjaer, like not more, not not this just this season, 
they've down tools for him like three or four times now. Like the end of that first season, they didn't. Uh, that, the, the, like the first half season that Solskjaer had, the ending was awful. Like the way Lewis of Cardiff, who were relegated like two yeah. nil, came of this, and yeah, they they managed to get like second last season, but it was a very poor second, like miles off the pace, absolutely miles off. We only got second because Liverpool had so many injuries. And and the players have been allowed to dictate um, when they like turn up for games and how how much they're going to try. And, until they and, until they saw that out, it doesn't really matter who they get in. Um, there, there is a culture there now of... The, I, I, I genuinely think this. There's a culture that that they don't really have to try that much. They'll still get to play like some of those players. Um, the, the passing statistics are horrific. Like, the, the, just not just sideways passing, but passes that just drift to nowhere. Um, the Athletic explains it. Like the newspaper, that online newspaper, they, they explain it very, very well. Where the passes are going. It just doesn't get that much further than like the opposition box. Crosses are just floated over, just hail marys. That was the word they used in the athletic, just aimlessly hitting balls into the corner uh, from the corners. So there's so much going wrong there. It's difficult to to pinpoint one thing that a new manager, no matter how 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 good he is can do quickly to fix the mess. Um, it's such a disjointed club. I'm just going on and on and on and on. I'm boring myself having the run. But the players inside, the, when, you, when you just take a step back and look at it, they're so similar to each other. We've got, we've got centre-backs who either get injured or aren't very comfortable in possession. We've got wing backs. Well, we call them wing backs. We've got like full backs who don't really know how, where like, to position themselves defensively and can't attack. Like just can't attack. They, they, they don't know how to be a part of any like cohesive um, attacking play. We've got defensive midfielders. Which that's just in name. They're not defensive midfielders. They're players who, who, who just sit in front of the of the midfield and they just can't get the ball from the defence. It's not in their like, like skill, like more chess to do that type of play. And then they've got strikers who will not press. They just won't. We've got Bruno, he presses a lot actually and he gets angry with everybody around him. But the, the rest of them, will, they won't do it. Um, so... Have you seen the foul statistics for Man United? Again, sorry, I'm, I'm going on and on and on now. The foul statistics are incredible. We're quite high up the, t- the, the table. They're not dirty fouls or dangerous fouls. They're just petulant fouls because they've been tackled. So they, they know they're going to, they're just not going to tackle them back. So just whack them over. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I bet De Gea is going to win his, I think, fifth player of the season award. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's not a good luck when your keeper keeps winning that, does it? I'm not sure how, how much how much of the of Man United you watch. I've I, I watch basically every game. It's getting worse, as in effort wise. I think there's a bit more of a structure, in my opinion, than when Solskjaer was there. Uh, they're not as messy in the back or all over the place. Um, 
and to a point they can defend. Like there's no drive there. Uh, did you hear the comments that um, that silly manager from Northern Ireland did about the, the the women's team being too emotional? Yeah, bizarre comment he made, um, and rightly so. He's got slated for it. The counter argument for that is just look at Man United. If that's <laughs> the, the bench, that's eleven men plus the bench just playing on emotion. They go down the go. They they they, they let in a goal and they just uh, give it. Or they get angry with each other. Toys come out the pram until that's sorted. And that's going to take just getting rid of people. Hey, uh, before we head off, I just want to find out um, how many goals has your boy scored now? This uh, um, well, there's only been one tournament since last time we spoke. And he did score in that one. Um, but he shouldn't have been on the pitch because he'd just been substituted. And he stayed <laughs> on. <laughs> but you know what? They, they'd lost every game. Apart from, or maybe a couple of draws, apart from that one. So, um, like the manager said, we just won't say. <laughs> he, he, was, he was being substituted, he didn't hear. And then he just stayed on. <laughs> it was quite funny, you know, fair play to him. Uh, it was just, uh, it was a nice uh, afternoon, early evening in the village next to us. And teams came from everywhere. Like the team from Prostatin, it's about an hour and a half drive away. Um, there was about what, 10, 12 teams all playing um, in like a round-robin league. So they got loads of games in, um, lots of game time. Everybody got substituted and played like exactly the same almost. Mm. So, yeah, that's, what, that's what's important. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. So 5th of June, so you got your tickets? I've got my tickets. It's on my phone, yeah. Are you taking the same yeah. people with you? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I have to take my brother, although... Technically, he's he's using my wife's tickets, so oh. it's really, um, yeah. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to work that one out ourselves. <laughs> I don't think my dad's able to go, so there might be one free one floating yeah. somewhere. I, I've got mine though, so yeah, yeah. let's get back. <laughs> That's what's important. Uh, have you planned your weekend then for that weekend? No, not yet. No, um, I think it's half term on the uh, on the week before, so. That helps a bit. We might go, might go there a little bit early, get a bit of the atmosphere on on the Saturday as well. Could do that. Haven't decided yet. Actually, I'm in a stag do in Dublin the week before, so yeah, we'll sort something out. I might have to get a flight there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Based on right now, will Wales qualify? Yeah. If everything stays the same as we are now, players fit, everybody getting enough game time. Apart from Bale, just wrap him up in cotton wool. Doesn't double <laughs> everybody else. Just ticks along, ticks along. Yeah, we, we. I think we can. I think we can. We should do. You said it earlier on. We should do. Ah, good one, mate. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I've I've enjoyed myself a lot, even though I've ranted about Man United. That's <laughs> all good, mate. Hey, pass capis. this. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of Alternative Football. We'll back with you again soon. Anyway, have a good one. Kaki Dado. Hold up. 